You're listening to The Sikron Show, episode number 103. On this episode, I'll share with you my experience on going on an Abraham Hicks cruise to Alaska. Welcome to The Sikron Show. I'm your host, Sikron, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. On today's shows, I want to tell you about my very first cruise, my very first Abraham Hicks seminar, and my very first time in Alaska, and what I now implement into my coaching as a result. You'll find the show notes of this episode by going to signal.com forward slash 103. About two years ago, I was traveling in the US and I get pinged on Facebook. Someone I knew through my Facebook group and also from another online course posted in my free Facebook group, Sigrun, would you like to go on a cruise? On an Abraham Hicks cruise? I did not know this person very well. I knew offer. We had seen each other online. I knew nothing about Abram Hicks. I've heard of the name, but I didn't know what it was. And cruise, I had never been on a cruise. And these were all new things. And actually, I got very excited. I got excited about doing something new. And then I saw the dates. And it was exactly in our summer holiday. It was the week where I would normally spend with my husband and two stepsons in Iceland and we would go on a tour together. And well, we hadn't planned the tour yet, but it was exactly the week where we should have gone on the tour together. And I thought, hmm, my family is not going to be very happy if I just decide to go to Alaska on a cruise. But I was intrigued. I was excited. This was my opportunity to try something new, Abraham Hicks seminar, and go on a cruise and see Alaska. So I sent my husband a message and I said, what do you think? This friend of mine is going on a cruise and she would like to share a cabin with me. And I think it's a great opportunity to do something really new, to explore new kind of type of uh, coaching and he said yeah sure go for it so I posted in the group within 24 hours I replied to her post and said yes let's do it and I remember everybody else watching in the Facebook group thinking what they just decided to go on a cruise within a few hours and I was so excited I started to look at where the cruise was going, how the trip would look like, where was the sign-up form. And within a few days, we had signed up for the cruise and I still had no idea about Abram Hicks. 
So I thought I should watch one YouTube video to know what I was getting myself into. And I saw this YouTube video and I thought, hmm, this is special. This is even a little bit weird, this channeling. And hey, I'm intrigued, I'm curious, and I'm actually very excited to see what this is about. So several months later, actually seven months later, we are about to board a cruise ship in Seattle, United States, and we're going on the cruise. We're going on a cruise with the Abraham Hicks seminar. And I had only watched one YouTube video. But my excitement was first of all about the cruise. I had my expectations and let's say I always thought cruises were for old people. You know, why would a young person fully fit and able to drive a car or go on a plane or train go on a cruise? So I thought that's where old people go because they like to just be in one spot and the ship goes around and shows some different places. I knew there was a bit of luxury, especially our cruise ship was a five-star cruise ship. So I was expecting a bit of luxury and yeah, small cabins. I don't know. But I must say, I was very impressed. Immediately just the onboarding, very professional. It was much more organized than going on a plane. I must say they had organized you, you know, wherever you were going to be in a cabin, there was a different entrance and it was all very fast and smooth with the luggage and everything. And of course, I know they have optimized it. And I was so fascinated by the business model because they are bringing on board about two or 3000 people within a few hours. So you have a time slot. You have a time slot when you're supposed to arrive and that they can do it so smoothly. And every time I go to the airport, I feel like, what? They just invented this now? So anyway, I felt this was all very professional. And then we come onto the ship and the first thing they do, they try to pull you aside to sell you a drinking package. And I was like, huh? I thought this was an all-inclusive cruise. The food is included, yes, but not the drinks and then they have different drinking packages you can have just water you can have alcohol with you know like low or medium priced branding or you go for the high priced alcohol package which was like premium and also then the water is premium brands and i thought to myself hey this is my only time going on a cruise i'm probably never going to go to cruise again i'm going to the premium package Besides from that, there's a lot of selling on the cruise. It's a little bit like being in a mini Las Vegas. There is a lot of opportunities to spend your money. You know, you could go to a beauty salon. You can go to a shop selling Rolex watches. There's a shop selling some clothes. There is casino, of course. And, you know, and then they try to sell you sightseeing if you haven't booked sightseeing in advance, which we were advised to do. And we did. So I was not looking at booking any additional sightseeing, but I spent hours up on hours before I went on the cruise to pick my sightseeing because I knew we would go to Harvard to these places. And actually, these villages are very small. We go to in Alaska and there wouldn't be much happening there. You actually have to do something. You have to go on a bus and drive somewhere or you go in a helicopter or a boat or a plane. 
So I had booked all my trips up front. And luckily I had. All of them took place except one because it was foggy or something, so the plane couldn't take off. But the rest I did. And every time I thought to myself, this is the only time I go on a cruise, so I better take full advantage of it. And that's the business model. I got more and more fascinated about the business model of cruise ships. Then I was just constantly thinking, yeah, this is how they make money. Oh, this is how they kind of can sell you something extra. Not that I was like upset about it or anything. I just saw it. Wow, this is fascinating that this is this whole world cruising around on the sea and they can make money again and again, even if you have the feeling that everything is included. Yes, everything's included, but people are much more likely to spend more money when they're on a cruise. Well, I was going to tell you about Abram Hicks. So I did not know what to expect. As we came on the ship, we realized they had reserved us a corner in the restaurant where all the Abraham Hicks people were. So the cruise ship had over 2,000 passes here, but only about four, 500 were for the Abraham Hicks seminar. And we got a timetable and on some days there was like a two-hour seminar. There were also days where there was nothing and then there was another four-hour. I think overall it was like 10 hours of the seminar and... Just the seminar itself was about $400, I think. So, you know, in terms of seminar, not so expensive, but it's also four or 500 people, which means you're not getting any individual attention. There is no guarantee that you get on the hot seat. But I was getting very excited about the hot seats. Not that I wanted to go on one, but I always love hot seats. I love watching other coaches do hot seats. My impression so far, before I even went to the first seminar, was like, okay, Abram Hicks, this is actually a woman. She's called Esther Hicks. Why is she calling it Abram Hicks? And it's because he's channeling the voice of Abraham. Now, whether I'm spiritual or not, I'm a little bit woo-woo, but so woo-woo not, that I just don't get the channeling piece. So I started to think for myself, why does a very good coach, women who's been coaching for 30 years and is obviously a very capable life coach, use a male name? And you know what my conclusion is? And this will, of course, not work for you if you believe in the channeling, but I don't. So because I don't believe in channeling, I came up with a good reasoning why C calls it Abraham. It's because many, many years ago, women did not have the same respect as men. And possibly still today, we don't sometimes have the same respect in all societies as men. And if you want to have an international appeal, which Abram Hicks or Esther Hicks does, you use a male name and not a female name. Now, this is my own hypothesis, and if you are in love with Abraham Hicks, you get very upset for me to say, but hey, this is my podcast, and this is me sharing my opinion, my impression, and this is what I think is going on. And so, I attended the first seminar, quite excited, and it was a really nice theater, which had spots for probably 800 people, and we were about 400, and... 
She tells a bit story and there's introduction of how this all works, but it's pretty much, I would say out of the 10 hours, it's pretty much nine hours hot seats. And it's not hot seats like we know from business or masterminding, but, but close enough. You cannot apply. Basically, she asks who wants to come on stage and be on the hot seat. And people raise their hand and she just looks over the whole area and just picks a person. So there's no guarantee of you being on hot seat. And I don't know how she picks the people, but I guess you kind of spot out the people who may be there to advertise their business. We had at least one of two of those and she was pretty good at dealing with them. And so you want to avoid those people who are there just for some kind of a self-expression and to advertise themselves. It's so annoying. Um, And people are honestly there because they want help. And I was very impressed. Esther Hicks is a fantastic life coach. She is so amazing. She always had a solution to a problem. And she did it in a way that she made people see, you know, something else to do, how to solve their problem. I'll give an example. There was a woman who came on stage and looked very unhappy. And in the hot seat, it came out that she was getting married, but her parents were not in favor of the marriage and they were not going to show up. And she was so sad and she started to cry as she was sharing this. And Esther Hicks said, well, what if they don't come? You know, isn't that just okay? You know, because if they come, they're not going to be there to make you happy. They're going to be unhappy about coming too. So forcing them to come doesn't improve the situation. You can decide to have a wonderful wedding, whoever is there. It's not about the people there. It's about you and your day. And as he went on, I don't have the exact words anymore, but the woman started to light up, literally, on the seat. When she walked off the stage, I was seeing a completely different person. It was like night and day. Onto the stage went a person feeling like this was a hopeless situation. Although, in my mind, it's not hopeless. Yeah, it's sad, but not hopeless. But off the stage went a woman feeling positive, like the whole world is waiting for her. And one hot seat after another, Esther Hicks turned people around. I was truly fascinated by her ability to both control the person in the hot seat in a way that they wouldn't go off tangent and talk about all kinds of things forever. And that's always the role of a coach to kind of stop people when you feel like, hey, they're just telling a story for 10 minutes. Can they get to the point? And she was good with that. She's very good with boundaries. I felt there were a few times where she could have brought the situation more into reality. You know, Esther talks herself when she is channeling Abraham Hicks and talking about, you know, enlightenment and being somewhere, I don't know, in another universe. And there's all these words and you feel like, 
what is he talking about? Let's get real because there's always a real problem. And when somebody comes on stage and sits in the hot seat and says, I'm not aligned with myself. And I'm like, okay, can you please explain? And few occasions Esther did not kind of deep dive on that. But it was it was really few occasions where I felt she didn't do it. But in most cases, these were very real situations. People had a business that were not going well, or they had a relationship problem, or, you know, the woman with the wedding, whatever it was. And people were looking for guidance, what to do next. It was true life coaching, and Esther is brilliant at it. For me, I never saw Abraham Hicks, but that's okay. I was there to see someone coach and I was impressed. I want to tell you two great metaphors that I took away and use in my business when I'm coaching my clients. And I always tell where I got them from or where I heard about them first. So one person or actually several people were pretty much stuck in the past. And she was trying to point out to them why being stuck in the past is not very beneficial to us. So she compared it to us walking through Sahara. And as bad things happen to us, we are basically encountering a snake. And the problem is when we carry on into the future and take all the old stuff with us, the problems, we're pulling up all the snakes that were on our way in Sahara. And does that make any sense? No, it doesn't. So if you are stuck in the past with any issues, look at it as a snake. And it's time to put the snake down and just leave it there and move on. Another story to also explain about leaving the past behind and focusing on the future was her story of being in a car with her husband, which is now deceased, and she would put in the GPS data of where they were going. And for some reason, they got lost. I know, especially GPS systems 10 years ago, they were horrible. So she was probably referring to these old GPS systems, although I think it can still happen today. What do you do if you get lost in your car and you have a navigation system? Would you go back home and put in the address again there and then try to find out if you get to the right point this time? Or wouldn't it be smarter to just put in the address wherever you are in that moment and move on? Yeah, makes more sense, right? I love that story too, because we have this tendency of wanting to go back in time to fix things, especially when we're discussing with people and say, yeah, let's talk about what happened five years ago and how you dealt with this and how this happened. What is the point of that? And I loved Esther basically lightening us all up with these great metaphors. And I think generally in coaching, metaphors are great. When you have a good metaphor, 
you're like, oh yeah, that makes so much more sense. So think of it. If you are stuck in the past or thinking about an old problem or trying to resolve some old issue, are you taking a snake with you? Or if it fits better to your situation, are you trying to drive back home to put in the address again into your navigation system? That doesn't make any sense. So as I've been explaining, I was fascinated by Esther Hicks. I think she is an amazing life coach and she was truly, truly helping the people on the hot seat. So I can understand that people will go on a seminar after seminar and watch all her YouTube videos. Since I don't believe in the channeling myself, it doesn't make sense for me to go to another Abraham Hicks seminar, but I have high respect for Esther Hicks. And if you like what I have shared with you today, I recommend you check her out. When it comes to the cruise, I became a fan of cruising. It's not something I want to do, you know, too often, but I definitely want to go on a cruise again. I don't need to go every year, but my next dream cruise is to go to the Antarctica. And that's probably a two or a three week trip and not just seven days like I did to Alaska. And that's something that is on my vision board for 2020, 22. Actually, I'm thinking about it for my 10 year anniversary, which is 2022. Now that seems very far away, but you time flies and I would like to cruise prove my business. I was on Wi-Fi on the cruise and it works, but I don't want to have to go and check my emails or anything. So I would like to cruise prove my business and I will definitely have done that by next year or year after, but it feels nice to go on our 10 year anniversary to Antarctica on a cruise. And when it comes to Alaska, now I'm from Iceland and when I came to Alaska, we don't have so many pine trees. Actually, I call them Christmas trees. We don't have so many Christmas trees in Iceland. We do have them, but so many, like in Alaska, we don't. Glaciers, on the other hand, we have many. And the glaciers I saw in Alaska were like the ones that we have in Iceland. So it was not a new landscape for me in that sense. And it was in some ways like the other people on the cruise, they were so impressed and say, wow, the glacier and this whole landscape and these fjords. And I was like, okay, it's beautiful, but I've seen something like this before. It's not to say that I was disappointed, but it was not to say also that I don't need to go back. Now I've seen Alaska and yes, if my husband wants to go and my family, yes, I might go again, but for myself, I don't need to go again because I have this almost in front of my house door in Iceland. But what I did do, all these sightseeing trips, I did my first trip on a dog sled and it was great. I did feel sorry for the dogs, so I'm probably not going to do it again either. But it was once in a lifetime thing that I so wanted to do and now I've done it and it's a tick in the box and I don't need to do it again. I did a few helicopter trips and that was fantastic. I always love to see a country from the above. So if you haven't tried to see glaciers from above and fjords, that's fascinating. 
overall, it was a great experience also to go through all these small fjords on such a huge cruise ship. So I think if you are thinking of a cruise, if you haven't been to Alaska, I do recommend you check it out. I love the trip. I have lots of great lessons for me about the life coaching, about actually loving cruising, and it's not just for old people. And Abraham Hicks, yes, I'm very impressed by Esther Hicks. And if you liked what you heard, then go and check her out. And this was my experience from the Abraham Hicks cruise in Alaska. Ready to turn your passion into profits? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to sigrun.com forward slash 103. There you'll also find show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.